Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Now, multiple sclerosis, or MS, affects hundreds of thousands of people. It's a condition where the body's own immune system attacks a protective layer around nerve fibres called myelin. This prevents messages being conveyed quickly and faithfully through the brain, producing symptoms that can include difficulty with vision, movement, speech, balance and sensation. In recent years, scientists have begun to explore the use of stem cells to combat the progression of the disease, and Stefano Placino from Cambridge University is here to explain how he and his team are doing this. Welcome to the programme. What's your approach? Hi, Chris. Our approach has been to develop a new therapy which is going to have an impact in a specific subtype of MS, which is called progressive MS, which is a specific stage of the disease where inflammation remains compartmentalized into the central nervous system and becomes responsible of the real progression of the disease. Now, when a person's having an attack of MS, the immune system has moved into a part of their brain and it is attacking this myelin coating around nerve fibres, damaging it, which is stopping messages being sent backwards and forwards. We can stop that if we turn off the immune system. But you're saying you can use stem cells to do that instead. What's the advantage of using a stem cell over just a drug to turn off the immune system? Yeah, uh, this, is a key, this is a key aspect of de- developing experimental therapeutics. Yeah, stem cells can be used either uh, to um, generate uh, entire fractions of that uh, uh, insulating layer which uh, protects uh, um, electrical stimuli to be conducted in the brain, or, as we have done, to um, uh, dumb down the uh, uh, detrimental responses uh, driven by the immune system which uh, attack the brain. Right, so there's two sort of prongs to this. On the one hand, you've got the, the stem cells trying to do some repair. On the other, you're using almost like blotting paper to soak up the inflammation. So do you understand what's causing the inflammation? Um, we don't have yet a final answer on, on what is causing inflammation, but we know, uh, uh, I would say, the tip of the iceberg. So we know which specific uh, uh, players of the immune system uh, become uh, responsible of individual attacks. And in our specific case, we have uh, attempted to target uh, a specific population of immune cells, which are called monoclonal phagocytes. And what are they? What do they do? They are professional scavengers. They are dust eaters of the brain. What we have targeted is a specific aspect of their biology, which is called cell metabolism. And in particular, we have been uh, attempting to interfere with a specific pathway of their metabolism, which is driven by their small metabolite, succinate. Okay, they've got this chemical that they make, it's called succinate. What does it do? Yeah, they make chemicals to self-sustain their activation status. So the more succinate they produce, the more they become pro-inflammatory. And uh, the the novelty of our discovery is that we have identified a fully conserved pathway, which is called the succinate pathway, which stem cells uh, use to remain stem cells. So by serendipity, injecting stem cells into the brain, we have made possible that stem cells started competing with some macrophages for the very same substrate, which on one side make macrophages detrimental and therefore capable to drive progression, and on the other side make stem cells capable to reduce inflammation. Right, so just to summarise that for a second then, you're saying... 
these inflammatory cells when they go in the brain produce this chemical succinate this makes the inflammation worse and sustains the inflammation but if you put stem cells in there they actually soak up the succinate and it makes the stem cells grow which is kind of good but it robs the inflammatory cells of the succinate so they can't be inflammatory anymore yeah correct where do you get the stem cells from in this specific paper what we've done was to develop uh, in a fully experimental setting what we believe might be the next step to be investigated in humans which is a fully personalized stem cell medicine approach so we derived brain stem cells out of skin cells by applying the most modern technology. So you take skin cells and turn them into brain cells? Yeah, we we take skin cells and reprogram them into stably expandable brain stem cells. Is that easy? It is not terribly easy, but it is doable, and we are refining the the methodologies in order to have a protocol which would be, in a few years, fully applicable to human beings. But a person who's got MS, in order to get the stem cells from their skin into their brain, now you've got to make a lot of these cells, but you've also got to then presumably inject them into their brain, which is not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, 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 right. But that's the tricky of our approach. We have uh, developed uh, a minimally invasive injection of stem cells, which uses biological roots. So we are not injecting cells into the brain itself, but we are optimizing biological roots to deliver stem cells directly into the brain and allowing them a proper migration towards sites where a specific action is needed. So you're saying you put them, say, into the fluid around the brain yep. and let them find their own way in? Yeah. What about the risks? Could they turn into other kinds of cells and become, say, tumours or cancers, or could they do harm? Yeah, this is all intrinsic risks that we have to examine and to exclude prior to move to clinical trials. We have to study more before being ready for humans. And if this plays out the way you think it will, what sort of a difference could it make for people who have MS? We could make a difference in in a way that uh, by injecting stem cells, we can have stem cells making multiple actions in vivo, which is provision, trophic factors, uh, reduction of inflammation, and even generation of myelin. Because the thing about MS, and you hinted at this yourself when we started speaking, it keeps coming back. People have progressive disease. It's not a one-off thing, you get better and then that's it. It keeps recurring. Will the stem cells stay in the brain and keep protecting you, or every time a person has an MS flare-up, are they going to need more stem cells? This is a very good, good point, but the specific type of disease that we are targeting with this approach is not the type of disease which is recurring, but rather the type of disease which is progressing which is clinically free of clinical relapses. Well, it's very exciting. Thank you very much to Stefano Piccino and that work he was describing has just been published in Cell Stem Cell.